right, welcome back, everybody. We're on Heads of the Table, episode four, and we are here to recap the showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania 37. And we'll find out who won the bet that we never established the bet, but we did make a Twitter. We did make a Twitter. We did hold our hold our word on that one, uh, which you can follow at Heads of the Table. Are we at Tableheads? Is that the uh, URL there? Yeah, at Tableheads. Yep. All right. So yeah, go. We 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 did do that. Uh, we are gonna do the usual run of show. We're gonna recap uh, last week's NXT and AEW results, but we're gonna shoot through them pretty quick because we're going to have to spend a lot of time recapping the weekend's worth of wrestling. So, uh, uh, do you want to do... I'll take NXT real quick. That way NXT real quick, then I'll... Yeah, I'm going to be quick. Um, if you listen to last week, I pretty much said what was going to happen for most of the matches. <laughs> uh, it's like I watch this all the time. That's why I don't have to watch NXT because, you know, you just... I can tell him what happens before it happens, usually. I can just ask you, you can just tell me and say, all right, yeah. that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, Pete Dunn beat Kushida, proving that he's the best tactical wrestler. Um, if I had to guess, he's going to come up to Raw tonight, or actually SmackDown Friday, because I think Daniel Bryan needs something to do. More on that later. The second match was the uh, big gauntlet match. I actually predicted that one wrong. Um, Bronson Reed did win but he's been getting a push so no surprise really it was a fun match up next we had walter and champa uh it was what i said kinda champa put more of a fight than i thought but it was basically walter killing him um then we had the triple threat tag match remember how i said i want the grizzled young vets to win but uh msk's gonna win exactly what happened <laughs> uh, and then, no surprise, Raquel Gonzalez beat Io Shirai in an excellent match. Uh, both of them looked really good. Io does things that most dudes don't do, uh, like jumping off 20 foot skulls. Um, but Raquel got the win, and her big push is come full circle. And I don't know who's going to take it off her because Rhea is elsewhere. Also, more, not later. Uh, night two, we had. Jordan Devlin faces Santos. Like I said, I want Jordan Devlin to win. I'm not surprised. Same with Escobar Santos. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> the next match was The Way versus Shotzi and Ember Moon. Like I said, I think The Way should have won. Uh, but I figured WWE would go with Ember and Shotzi. Then they did. Then we had Johnny Gargano versus The Winner. And this was the one I was very conflicted on because I thought it was going to be LA Knight coming out. And him potentially taking off him because he was the hottest free agent. But it turned out to be Bronson Reed who got the mega push but still lost. Hmm. Johnny Wrestling still your North American champion. I'm not mad about it. Um, I love Johnny Wrestling. Then, Balor Cross. How'd this one go? It's basically how I said it was going to go. Um, Balor put up a, a good fight. Uh, he got the arm after uh, getting him emotionally involved, but Karrion Cross is their next big project, and he's winning the belt, and he did. And then Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, my only issue with this is I've seen AEW matches, so it didn't look too brutal. Uh, yeah. 
But it came out how I thought it was going to come out. The babyface one, Kyle O'Reilly took over, uh, beat Adam Cole. It was a great match. I would uh, say go watch it if you haven't. But uh, if you're expecting something brutal, it's just after watching AEW, you're not going to get the brutality you thought you're going to get. And yeah, AEW's kind of ruined that for uh, WWE fans because they just take things way further. Yeah, yeah, ex- that's exactly what happened. Um, and there you go. I covered NXT in under two minutes or under yeah, I mean, under five. Sorry to the NXT fans, I guess, but uh, just this is the world. This is WrestleMania week. It's just, I think after this week, after this episode, we should be able to go back into a flow of kind of giving everybody <sighs> equal footing. I will give NXT a lot of love after this week. It's my favorite show. I'd like to say I'm going to start watching. This might be a good time for me to maybe get back into it i always look at like wrestlemania season it's kind of like this like season finale slash season continue yeah i feel like this is maybe a good jumping on point with uh nxt because i've been i've lapsed from it for so long Um, uh and then i guess to carry that into maybe for later but do you have any predictions i feel this kind of carries on very well because i figure we're going to do some some future booking here after our WrestleMania results, but I feel like building into that, do you see any, this is typically when we start seeing some shifts in the roster, do you potentially see any of these NXT guys making the jump to main roster? I think potentially? Pete, I think Pete Dunn, uh, Pete Dunn comes to SmackDown. I have no predictions for Raw, because Raw is unpredictable. Yeah, we'll give Raw that. And that's, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing right now, but... uh they have three hours to fill too. It makes more sense, but they just do not do a good job. Of, uh, Raw just doesn't have any down. place that fits uh, Pete Dunn. Like I said, I'll cover it later once we talk about the main event. Um, I just think with the gimmick Pete Dunn is doing right now, it makes too much sense for him to go to SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I mostly hope a lot of these guys to go get over need to go to SmackDown. But, uh, let me do, uh, we'll continue more of this, I'm sure, yeah. on the WrestleMania talk. So let me get uh, AEW out of the way. Cause I don't want to breeze through it, but it was just your typical AEW show there, um, which is always good. But I'll just go to the main highlights here. Uh, we had uh, Hangman Adam Page, who's always entertaining, taking on Max Caster, the, uh, I guess if you want to, you know, John Cena light, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but enjoyable match uh nothing really i need to focus on with it but uh just a little showcase of these guys um we're getting a tease of the best friends versus uh death triangle which i mean i'm here for that uh i still remember from last year or i think it might have been a year prior now at this point the uh orange cassidy pack match which was i think such a highlight for Cassidy it was such a huge match but then between COVID and like just starts and stops with this whole angle we're finally maybe getting it after I think it's next week Death Triangle versus the uh Pack nice. and Phoenix versus the Young Bucks so ah, yes we might be getting uh best friends for the tag titles or no I'm not sure how we're gonna do this I was gonna say that's interesting because uh that almost unless you have unless they win the tag titles and the best friends just jump the line, that almost signifies that um, Death Triangle's losing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm taking it probably as Death Triangle's losing, and then we get a, just a feud between these two. 
but there, there's some convoluted story going on there, I guess, featuring the Young Bucks. I guess I'll get to that here towards the end. Uh, nothing's as convoluted as what we'll get into later. <laughs> That's true. But uh, next up, we have uh, Inner Circle Speaks. And if you've been following it, this is just immediately Chris Jericho turning on a dime as he does and becoming babyface <laughs> from uh, two weeks ago, still being a cartoonishly healy heel. But now he's babyface Jericho, and Inner Circle's babyface, you know, de facto. But you owe it to yourself to at least go check out this promo. I mean, I know you've seen it, and this is probably, this is like some vintage Jericho. It's <laughs> a very good promo. And it, it goes on for about, I don't know how long. I feel like a 10 minute like promo. Seven, eight minutes, I think. Yeah, and he just. And he pretty much just runs down the newly formed pinnacle. Like, he kind of just buries them. The pineapple, as he <laughs> called them, I think. That's how they, he's like, the pineapple. And then yeah, the pineapple. one of them whispered in his ear. He's like, ah, the pinnacle. Yeah, I mean, you got you to, like, we can't do Jericho's delivery any justice. So no. just, I, I don't know what else to even say about this. Just go watch it. It uh, I guess, in, in, to sum it up, it, it sets up. They're going to do a blood and guts match, which was going to be, around this time last year, originally, it was going to be, uh, the elite versus the uh, yeah inner circle, but that ended, up, that ended up becoming the I think the football field match, <laughs> the Jaguar Stadium match. Uh, so I guess we're getting blood and guts finally. It's going to be this this blood feud that's going to be in a couple weeks, I think. And it's matches like that that make the unsanctioned matches in WWE hard to watch. Well, so I mean, because you know that's going to it's it's going to live up to its name. Yeah. AEW at this point. Uh, when they when they decide to go unsanctioned hardcore whatever you want to call it they even on like the stuff they get away with even on just like cable TV is kind of insane. <laughs> oh, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Um, you don't have to even watch their pay per views. The pay per views are insane, but it, the stuff they give you on TV is just absolutely out of control. Uh, next, we had the <laughs> the Kong versus Godzilla sponsored Jurassic Express versus Bear Country match and. AEW doesn't give you bad matches too often, but this was definitely leaving much to be desired. There were a lot of botches, a lot of just bad spots, and just... Uh, I mean, there's always going to be a entertainment factor as you watch a guy in a giant lizard outfit fight a bunch of big, burly lumberjack guys. Like, there's something fun to it, uh, but nothing nothing really worth sticking to it's a match it's not good it's not a sign like a signifier of like you know bad things it's just it, it didn't work the way it probably should have uh i think it showed the bear country maybe still a little little green and needs a little bit of refinement because there was a, just a bunch of blotches there uh what do we have next tnt uh title match darby mm -hmm. allen versus jd drake and to be honest that also, this is just a, a night of this like good things, but nothing that's like, gonna blow you blow you away. Other than the Jericho promo, uh, we got some teases of like the Hardy family versus like Sting, the Dark Order kind of buddy buddying. Uh, it's 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 playing the seeds to a bigger story, but for right now, it's kind of meh. We'll see what they do with it though. <laughs> and what do we have tonight? Uh, oh. What was the other? We had the, of course, the Mike Tyson reveal coming out to help the save Jericho after the Pinnacle comes back with a response to his 
just butchering them on the mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they come out to assault Jericho, Locke, the rest of the boys back in their uh, dressing room, which is it's been done. That's, that's nothing new. But uh, <laughs> we got the the shock and awe of the return of Iron Mike to help Jericho after the last encounter. They were you know teasing a fight. It's just funny how much this angle gets reused. They're literally going to use him as the uh, special ring enforcer for um, Blood and Guts. All right. <laughs> like, this is like the third or fourth time Mike Tyson's done this angle. Good for him. <laughs> but you know what? Paydays. I'm not mad about it. You know what? Uh, yeah, nothing much to say here. It's just, yeah, Mike Tyson's back, saving Jericho from a brutal beatdown. Uh, and then we have a, which seems to just be the trend here six-man tag uh, main events, which are always entertaining between John Moxley and the Young Bucks versus uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. And once again, uh, I can't spend a whole lot of time on the actual match itself, but what you get is the eventual, at the end, turn, which I think they planted from a mile away. The Young Bucks turn, where they betray Moxley, join up with... uh, uh, Omega and the boys and go heal effectively. I think next week we're getting a tease for I think it's uh, I think they're doing like Moxley and I forget who it was they announced. I think it's Moxley and another tag team versus them next week or something like that. Or down the road. I don't think it's next yeah. week because I think next week's their title match. Or this week. Yeah. 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 This week. Uh, but yeah. I mean I, I think everybody saw that turn coming a mile away. Doesn't mean it's not good. I think it seemed like the obvious thing to do. Sometimes you just got to do the obvious thing. AEW uh, is pretty good at doing the obvious thing, though. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think it's good, though, because WWE's known in the past. I think they do swerves for swerve's sake. Yeah. Like, kind of like, oh, yeah, take that, smart marks. You can't guess us. And then they, But they sacrifice a good story by trying to, like, screw with the fans. Whereas AEW's like, like, they do swerves here and there, but they're, like, smart. They're kind of still, like, smart swerves. You see them coming. Yeah. Like they play good to a crowd, but whereas somebody's like, "No, nah, fuck you, we're gonna give you what you want or what you think we're gonna do," you don't know what we're thinking. <laughs> but like, oh, right. I I know what Fence is thinking. I'm in his head. Then he's mad. But then you start shit. thinking that way. But then you start thinking that way. It's like, okay, he knows we know this is what we want to happen. So he's like, "Well, how would he fuck the smart fans?" <laughs> it's oh, like you gotta, you gotta think like that. Uh, but yeah, with that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're not doing AEW Justice the last couple of weeks, spending much time, but uh, I think we'll get yeah. back to it next um, week after things calm down. Yeah, over the next, until probably, like, what, SummerSlam, we'll do everything justice pretty well. Honestly, uh, I'll spend probably more time with AEW, because I, I honestly enjoy watching AEW most of the time, 95% of the time, more than what WWE puts out, but... I probably have more time to watch AEW now that... NXT has moved to a different day, so I can actually spread my That's wrestling true. content. That's a more man for me as well. Maybe I can actually finally get some NXT time. I'm going to make yeah. an effort this week to watch NXT. Actually watch it. Yeah. So, uh, But with that, let's if you have the match list ready as you think it went, we can get on to prediction results and our spend the next, I don't know, hour or so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the best of my ability. Um, I, I The opening and the closing are right. In between might be a little... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll skip it. Yeah. So we opened WrestleMania night one off hot with With a weather delay. (laughs) Take that, fans. Glad we're on the same page. (laughs) 
Yeah, so uh, big half-hour rain delay. Um, a lot of unscripted promos. You can find out who talks, who do- who sucks at talking. And uh, they... I actually actually enjoyed that, how they took care of the rain yeah, delay. Yeah, they, they really should probably take away scripted promos forever after that because they're... Some people who you should just throw out there and be like, hey, hey talk. Kevin Owens I, in particular. I think we talked about yesterday, just in a conversation, I said, I think the last year, they've really, I think we've said this a bunch of times, I think the COVID generation, we're going to look back on that, this COVID era as like, this was actually a good storytelling, a good character work being done. I think you learn to appreciate how talented a lot of these guys are as much as in-ring performers, but as entertainers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they in the last like 10 years got enough chance to really show that and i think we're seeing more i think just the promos from the last year we've seen a lot more it seems unscripted they're allowed to have more personality now it like mcintyre like. a lot of top guys we've seen seem to have that freedom to express themselves more i think that's something they should take away and give them more leeway with going forward because i think it makes a lot of people get over better yeah, I agree 100% that the unscripted promos gives you a lot more emotion and it just feels even if they botch it, better. Even if they, even if they go a little off or they ramble a little bit or they don't go, it's not as concise as it needs they want it to be. Yeah. I don't think that the fans care and I think you get some of the best character work sometimes by accident. If they might go off script, you get some good shit as Vince likes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like we got a Michael Cole WrestleMania joke. I'm sure Vince loved yeah. that. Honestly, I like it. What and that's kind of shit I like. We always, you know, give shit to Michael Cole for being a robot. I said the few times I like Michael Cole is when he does kind of play into that just terrible sense of humor shit, and everybody just yeah. kind of groans. It's like I, I think that shows more of his human side when they let him do shit like that, and when he on the commentary they're allowed to oh, well, be a little fast and loose. Night night two, he got to show his human side whenever he showed that he doesn't know what some of these moves are. <laughs> yeah. It's very JR and AEW trying to say Japanese wrestling moves. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's let's get to the real WrestleMania uh, start. Uh, we had Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. No, 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 you're forgetting one. You're forgetting a very important match that happened on WrestleMania SmackDown. Oh. Oh, we're, we're starting at the SmackDowns? Okay. The Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Oh, well, we got to touch on the Fatal 4-Way that happened before that, then. So, I mean, this is cr- critical to the weekend. Um, yeah, all right. So into our predictions, SmackMania. Um, nice. We had a uh, fatal four-way. We had the Elf Academy. Uh, we had the Mysterios, the Dirty Dogs, and the Street Profits. And uh, it was a good, clean. It wasn't good. And cl- it, it, it started as a backstage brawl somehow went out to the ring conveniently at the time it was supposed to start and then there was a lot of uh, fun spots um and there's four fun teams so you at least get good matches yeah they they're four fun teams uh you could tell where the experience was uh especially whenever dominic from stereo got in the ring because he got way too close to different tag teams he got tagged out multiple times uh it ended Whenever Montez Ford hit that incredible frog splash from the heavens, um, after he lands, he gets super kicked though. Uh, Bobby, Robbie, Robert, whatever name he's going by now, (laughs) tags himself in and uh, takes the pin. Dirty Dogs retain, which I was kind of surprised by, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah, can't can't be upset. Um, I really actually don't really care uh, other. Then, like in that 
the, I guess their little division there of their four tag teams with SmackDown. I mean, they're all, I enjoy all four teams, so I really yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, uh, then we had the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial. We're going to ignore the matchups in between there because it wasn't important. So, uh, T Bar did not win. What a shame. I'm upset. Ali did, uh, Ali did, didn't you say, uh, yeah. eliminated um, the Ali eliminated T Bar at least. Um, I think he got Mace too, but I think Slapjack just. He was thrown out before, like. He, any of them. Too yeah. Flew out of the ring. yeah, whenever it comes to importance, Slapjack got the low end of the bargain, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, they aren't part of that group that I'm not going to mention, so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I think it's safe to say it's it's a dead and buried at this point. Yeah. Um, I hope. Really sad that T-Bar didn't get the push he deserved. I'm still saying that I, I'd hope if they come back on this like week, it's just them as their actual like original NXT characters. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I and we agree. pretend it never happened. But they, they give them the treatment like, who are these random guys? <laughs> uh, that's Dabacado. Right. Uh, I'm going to do that treatment. Send, I, send retribution to the Raw Underground, and pretend these are just three random dudes who just showed up. They just do it the same angle over again, but they aren't dude. Matt's characters. I just wanted that trophy to say T Bar, Slapjack, or Mace. Preferably T right. Bar. That's my favorite of them. I guess we should say the winner was Jay Uso if we didn't say that. Ah, yes. Jay, Jay Uso did win. Rick was closer with his prediction. Final two. Nakamura and Uso. I almost got it. Yeah, Nakamura but, uh, hit him with the King Sasha. King, is that how you say it? Kinshasa? Yeah. King Sasha. And then uh, as he went to throw uh, Jay Uso over the ropes, he came back to life and threw Shinsuke over the ropes. Oh, man. Main event, Jey Uso with hey. the, uh, with the uh, <laughs> basically the opening match. And then he went and posed by the trophy, because that's what you gotta do when you win. You become Andre the Giant. Yeah, huge. The biggest the biggest guy in that main event. Um, Roman Reigns came out after that and cut one of the best promos that he's cut yet, so I mean... I mean, they all cut Good promos. They all night. cut oh, good man. promos that night. They but... put together a fucking incredible package for that main yeah, event. Does like bravo to the production so team. Good. Oh my god, I was so hyped. I was already hyped, but that got me. That's like a classic uh, promo package they're gonna have there. Yeah, I'm gonna get hyped. Just go back and watch that. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's let's kick off. Let's kiss off media. Kick off media. So the post rain delay. So the real WrestleMania, not SmackMania. Real good. Uh, after after the rain delay, it, it did. It started with real good shit with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, and I tweeted after this match immediately, all caps, no way. No way, I think, for two reasons. That uh, <laughs> Lashley got the W, which you predicted, so you get that one up on me. But also, fuck, that was a good match. That was so good. Honestly, uh, if I look back on the mat, on the whole weekend right now, it's up there for me. It's maybe one of the best matches. And it's it's crazy, because that was the first match after the uh, rain delay, so they probably had the most slick ring to work with. Yeah, no botches and... Uh, Clean. Yeah, wow, there were so many good spots in this match, and Lashley pulled out I, I think they got one of the best Lashley matches since his, he's come back to WWE like he was pulling out moves I haven't even seen him use there was 
don't know, these two had really good chemistry, and this is the thing we predicted and I was hoping for was that we would get this view to continue through to SummerSlam in some way. Maybe they don't like init- immediately, but just yeah, him and Drew have really good in-ring chemistry. They, it really caught me off guard. I don't know uh, how this is going to continue, um, I, but I think by the time SummerSlam comes around, uh, Drew is going to somehow get... Back in the title hunt. Well, yeah, in with MVP band. Yeah. And like I don't, I hope like tonight. Like right now, after this, we're gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch Raw because it's gonna be halfway over by then. But to see what the uh, see if some of our predictions for tonight go through. Yeah. But like, I don't think McIntyre has much of a case for the whole MVP thing. Because holy hell, is that the most chintzy uh, distraction in a match ever? He pretty much just yelled, "Hey, hey, <laughs> look here!" And then Bobby ducked out of the Claymore and then hit the got the. I, just the fact that he got a submission win over McIntyre in the middle of the ring made him pass. Wow! Out. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> like I, I just I I wanted that. That's what this is what I wanted. I wanted Flash to win. I feel like he deserved a lo- he deserves a longer run I, than like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. I I thought with fans back, like they're going to give Drew McIntyre his due. I would not have been mad if McIntyre won. But whenever I said with that, yeah. Whenever I said Bobby Lashley was winning. It was more out of like pure hope. Yeah, and, uh, I, was th- I thought I was taking the smart yeah. one. This one, like I thought I was taking the smart one. But I, on back to that, I guess this is kind of like a spoiler for the rest of the predictions. But wow, they did not want to send the fans home happy in that sense with the baby face. <laughs> I think it was like eight out of nine matches. Or eight out, like all the titles are like now held by heels. Heels, yeah. Uh, which I'm not mad about. I think it's whatever. But I just thought for my predictions, I played into. I'm like, man, they're going to give the they want to, it's COVID. They want to feel good. Yeah. We're going to do the happy stories, but yeah, that's not always the, the best way to take the stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, at this point, yeah, you're up one, one Oh, in the predictions. And uh, yeah. So that was a good match. And what you got to do after a good match, you got to come down a little. Mm-hmm. We had the women's tag team turmoil and, uh, and nothing, nothing against the ladies. There's not, too much I can say about this. Um, there were two surprise roll-ups and then the obvious winner. Uh, mm. But um, Mandy Rose did slip and fall. And I hope she's okay. <laughs> uh, I, if she needs attention, I'll gladly give it to her. Um, but you know, uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was there. Um, it was just there. Yeah. Boat it and feels like something should have taken care of in the build-up to WrestleMania. It but... would have made more sense to have that on SmackMania and then um, the Fatal 4-Way on WrestleMania. Because mm-hmm. SmackMania did have a match where it was the one we skipped. It was Nia versus Natalia, and it ended in DQ, or it might have been to me. I don't know. It um, was dumb it ended a dq it didn't need to be there that could have been the tag team turmoil spot yeah it's true but yeah i, I really had no no input on this there's one. there's no input to put uh the team that should have won one and to be continued on night two we both we both predicted it correctly mm. uh up next i believe was cesaro versus seth correct and this is just a fucking fun match. 
It's hell. so fun. Like this, I, it, it, I guess we'll wait till the end, I guess, to say what we thought like, our favorite matches were. But I, I, Rollins putting Cesaro over the uh, the ad beforehand. <laughs> it really so wasn't good. paid for by Seth Rollins, but <laughs> paid for by the friends of Seth Rollins, right. and by no uh, means Seth Rollins himself. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. It's just these two are two of the best, like in-ring performers and they perform their asses off and Cesaro got the W which you correctly chose uh I think I picked this I I, I think I knew coming in that's what was going to happen yeah but I wanted to be the contrarian make it fun and pick Rollins but uh being the contrarian later on you know it's one of the few matches where they gave the this is our happy win for the happy moment for everybody yeah yeah uh, Cesaro finally getting a, a big victory in his career I mean, it's easily his biggest victory in his career, so... It looked like Cesaro wasn't going to be able to get off the swing because some, like, arm issue. He only got him around nine times, which... I mean, if I tried to swing somebody nine times, it just wouldn't work. A, I'd get dizzy, and B, I, I could only imagine trying to swing somebody, like... I imagine it'd be like me trying to swing Rick, you know? Yeah. But... Uh, later on, he did this fucking sick ass move the ufo yeah and it's just like he uses no hands yeah michael <laughs> michael cole before anybody like he's still he was still just doing the airplane spin that's the original move name i mm-hmm. believe and uh he was st- he had him up on his shoulders he's just spinning him and before like in the torture rack position but spins around in a circle yeah and before uh Cesaro even takes his hands off. Michael Cole's like, he calls this a UFO because he uses no hands. I'm like, Michael Cole, you're an idiot. He's using his hands. So he puts his hands on his hip. I'm like, ah! I mean, that's one of the most impressive moves of the the whole weekend. Like, holy shit. Like, just... Bear was sleeping on me. I popped. I moved Bear up. I'm I'm hoping this is finally giving Cesaro that, like, recognition. Like, holy hell, this guy's fucking good. I mean, and the commentary put him over. Everybody put him over. Got the record number of swings of twenty three, Michael Jordan's number. They they gotta they gotta do something with Cesaro going forward. Um, like get him in some kind of title hunt. Him and Apollo. I don't know. I got. They gotta do something. They gotta they gotta keep his momentum going. I can't they can't do these start and stops. Is that it's like that's even part of the storyline is they start and stop with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I... I'm trying to think of, uh, the spot with uh <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the night was uh. Seth Rollins just going on a tangent in the middle of the match after he kicks out of the equalizer. was He's just yelling, and everybody's mic'd up still, which is great. And he's just like, I kicked out of the equalizer. I kicked out of the swing. I am a god. He proclaims himself a god, a deity in the middle of the ring, just to get swung 23 times. He's still a god I pray to. He's a drip god. The god of drip. And, yeah, big Rollins. I'm a fan of... Oh, the corkscrew fucking frog splash he pulled out of his ass out of nowhere. That yeah. was also... That was one of the cleanest moves of the weekend. Oh, my God. Yeah, he <laughs> also uh, he also that. did his, like, cat-like jump up uh, ropes while the ropes were slick as shit, you know? He did that. The uh, That new movie he's doing where he, like, runs past them and does, like, the sling blade kick thing. Yeah. That he's been doing, which is also clean as hell. Like... I don't know. Seth is like on another level and he's using it to put people over. Yeah, which I was about to say is crazy. I was about to say, hey, what do we do? Where do we put Seth now? I know he lost to Cesaro, but like I think we've kind of made the case over the last weeks. Like Rollins' like track record 
it's untouchable. So the guy's good, but it's like, man, he's performing at such a high level right now. We've got to kind of like find a way to highlight this and push him somewhere. I think, so I like think the thing about, go. yeah, I think the thing about Seth is he's so charismatic that you can throw him anywhere and he'll like somehow make a case for it. Yeah. It's just right now we're kind of, we have this issue on SmackDown. We're crowded with heels especially for title holders, so it wouldn't make any sense to put him in a title chase right now that I can think of. I mean, I guess we'll see what... Well, I mean, he's so charismatic where if he just went up to the Universal Champion to be determined later, uh, we it's just, hey, I'm a god, so... <laughs> Dude, there's a few I want to see, but it's just like the fact that it's two heels. So I like, WWE doesn't usually pull that trigger too often, but... We'll get that later. Uh, yeah. If there's anything else you have to say about that one, because uh, currently uh, in these rankings you're up 2-0 in the in the in the results. No, no, I'm uh, I'm good on that one. <laughs> and up next, I believe we had the new day, sick entrance versus AJ and Elmos. Um, yeah, we both correctly predicted this one. We got new new tag champions, Almost and AJ. Uh, which I think anybody could have seen that one coming. I don't know how you book it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, some interesting stuff here. Like there was a couple of spots that were really cool. The um, essentially the match broke down into like, like we said, New Day kind of going back to their heelish tactics. Um, just pretty much, like they kind of weirdly turned like super heel AJ Styles into a sympathetic baby face by just pummeling him, cutting <laughs> off the ring, shit talking. And like taunting for ten minutes. You're not taxing wrestler. Yeah, like and then almost couldn't get in, to the point where when when AJ finally makes the hot tag, almost got one of the biggest pops of the weekend. The crowd legit went went nuts for it when he got in there, and he, as you would expect, just no sold everything, beat the shit out of the new day. But we also got one of the I think I think people kind of forgot. I haven't heard people talk about. One of the best spots of the night was AJ Styles doing a phenomenal forearm off, off almost his shoulders. He springboards from the ribs onto his shoulders, then does the forearm. Like, how the fuck? That dude's like in his forties too. How the hell is he doing that? He is forty-two, I believe. Like, yeah, no one talks about how old AJ Styles is. Like, the guy's like Father Time has no power over him. What a spot! Yeah, and plus with all the the weather conditions, it's like yeah. Man, like he's, he didn't. He didn't stumble, slip, nothing. It was. He's perfect. so good. Um, he's not. He's not our Seth Rollins. Where like he's pretty much a made man. He doesn't have to be in a title run. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like, fuck me. I kind of want to see him in like the A plot and the A story. <laughs> uh, the the New Day entrance. I just want to point out real fast for Dragon Ball Z fans in particular. They did the fusion dance, and like they had a little graphic thing. And it actually combined them. And it looks sick. Yeah, I mean uh, the WrestleMania New Day entrance is always as extra as possible. So yeah, Biggie did their entrance or did their intro for them. You know the oh Tampa Bay, that hurt. I'm all right. I'm out. You're you're in. <laughs> tag. I just like how they cross the streams. I guess WrestleMania exists in the same world because they're not in two separate Thunderdomes. They can collab with each other. Yeah, yeah. Like they they are in the same building <laughs> every other day. Well, they did point out at the very beginning, they were like, Byron, calm down. It's only one night that they're back together. And he's like, this is hype. This could never happen ever again. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, uh, I had nothing else on that one. We have new tag champs, and we are still same position and predictions. Yes. Uh, up next was Braun versus Shane, and uh, I have to let you talk about this one because I was commuting to work and I did not get back to watch it. Okay. Well, as a I think this is not as much of a surprise. Strowman got the dub, uh, but we'll talk about some issues. And the match wasn't terrible. For as much as we've shit on the build to it, which we've shit on pretty hard. Uh, rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. Um, the match was entertaining, which I think is a theme we'll get into here on a bigger scale. As in night one, I thought was extremely entertaining. Even for matches that I thought had terrible builds, the matches were, I thought, all all fun. And this one was no different. Um, a couple of points I want to point out here is the fact that we, we noticed was weird. Um is how much Strowman was selling for for Shane with just like regular rabbit punches that he does. And it's like, man, we've seen Strowman no sell just like a week ago, a fucking crutch. And like I, I don't know, I thought he was overselling a little bit for Shane, but uh it was kind of how that weird thing where I called it where like Shane was doing his babyface stuff where he's like, you know, fighting the bigger guy, getting his stuff off, being smart, getting his coast to coast doing all of his Shane O'Mac stuff that plays very babyface. You know, he's a little guy, a smaller guy, older guy, and he is still outmaneuvering these giant dudes and doing these spots that, you know, doesn't have to do. But uh, we had two really good highlights in this match, and uh, they were, I would say, were worth the watch. And then you're going to see, like, in highlight packages for, you know, decades to come, they got they got their WrestleMania moments they can use forever. Uh the first being Shane has essentially won this match. He's getting out. He's over the ring. He's had the help from the whole time from Elias and Riker. Um, there's a spot and he gets out. He's going down the ring, but he has to stop one last time to bully the the giant by shoving his hand and sock puppeting something demeaning to Strowman. And Strowman comes to life and grabs his wrist to hold him in place. Um, and then proceeds to climb the, the, the cage with his hand in place and then rips the cage open and pulls Shane through like a horror movie. And it was really cool, a really well done spot. Uh, Shane, once again, though, <laughs> manages to get away from the clutches of Strowman after this, gets to the top from the help of Riker and Elias pulling him up. Uh, in this moment, Strowman literally football tackles the side of the cage and knocks Riker and Elias into oblivion goes to the top, grabs a stunned Shane McMahon, and does... I. This is another thing where I feel like I'm not seeing a lot of overreaction from people online. This is possibly the craziest stunt Shane has ever done. He's known for doing these crazy WrestleMania moments, which pay-per-view highlights of him jumping off of shit. But usually, there's a way you can say, oh, well, this is why this wouldn't hurt. Oh, he jumps into padding. Oh, the tables are padded, so they explode when you hit them, so it breaks their fall. Literally did a front flip that looked like he landed awkwardly on also. He didn't get a good trajectory. Front flip off the top of the cage onto his back in the smack dab in the middle of the ring. Like, this is Mick Foley falling off a Hell in a Cell-esque. <laughs> like, he just took a tumble straight to the fucking ground with nothing to break his fall. He's like a 50-year-old man. He's son of the owner of the company. He's fine. <laughs> Over a match that was, like, a terrible build. <laughs> and, like, and, like, like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> It just fucking oh it was so intense and then just Strowman but yeah but then 
Strowman got down and fucking gave him a power slam to pin him. Like he didn't just get out of the ring. Like, dude, he might be dead. This seems <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> we'll we'll find out in Raw later if he's uh, dead or alive. Is he Raw? Oh my god. Maybe Shane got sent to Raw Underground. I don't know. But yeah, I just couldn't get over that spot, but that's just an insane like looking back on it, I'm like I guess it's not there's no explosive table destruction, but it's like this is a way more dangerous spot than I think I've ever seen him in. It's a yeah, it's a pretty dangerous spot. Um, I remember on an X, NXT takeover, the uh, War Games, uh, Pat McAfee jumped off the uh, Pat McAfee like jumped off for a spot where everybody was supposed to catch him, but they didn't. So he went straight to the ring, and the next day he did he does his podcast and it's just candid about it. He's like, "Yeah, that fucking hurt." <laughs> <laughs> So I imagine, like, uh, Shane McMahon, he's going to be feeling it for a while. I would think. Yeah, and he didn't land flat on his back. It wasn't a graceful landing. But, uh, yeah, that's all i got to say about Strowman got the win. Unfortunately for me. Puts me up. You are up 2-1 to one currently in predictions. Um, next we had Bad Bunny, who probably got the biggest pop of the night with Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Or hey, hey, hop, hop. Hey, hey, hop, hop, yeah. Um, yeah, and we both correctly assumed this one also. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, get the win. Uh, but as I alluded to in the last one, this match way over surpassed my expectations. I think yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty much the common sentiment for this match. <laughs> I want Bad Bunny to stay forever. I mean, I think we get a tease tomorrow on Sunday night that that's not going to be the case. Uh, but I'm, I may or may not still cry myself to sleep at night. Uh, and yeah, this was not what I expected. Um, no, I mean, I expected the shenanigans to be for it to be a crazy match, but I did not expect Bad Bunny to actually be this involved to take actual bumps, to be pretty much the center of the match. Yeah. I think really the Damon Priest, he would be, have a couple spots, but Priest would do the heavy lifting. Yeah. But it was actually the opposite, where he, Bad Bunny did the heavy lifting of this entire match with Priest kind of playing right. the support role. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's break this down real quick. It started with a bunch of bunnies coming down to the ring. Uh, like giant people in like, Easter Bunny costumes, and some of them only had one ear, which was strange. Yeah, um, <laughs> like unicorn bunnies. Miz and Morrison came out, and I'm I'm sure it was scripted to sound horrible, but it sounded horrible. Well, there's a couple audio issues. There was the musical, the musical performance night two that was also audio quality was terrible. Yeah, that probably had to do with the rain. Um, but like you, you could just say that this was scripted to sound horrible, and that would work because Ms. Morrison are the com- look cool. Yeah, they're comical. Um, but nobody's as moist as Johnny Drip Drip. It's true. Uh, and then Damian Priest came out, did his usual shtick, and then Bad Bunny comes in on like the top of a truck, and like he didn't. I thought he was gonna get the biggest pop for like the move he did later, but I think his entrance alone got like the biggest I fucking mean, he came pop. Out on a giant tr- uh, like Mack truck wearing a fucking like dressed like Neo from the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and the crowd just went nuts. I did not expect the crowd to be like 
just pop for this guy. There were a lot of crowd reactions that I, uh, I was kind of unexpected with over the weekend, but I was happy to. That that, that. was, I mean, yeah, I, I'm glad for I it. Feel like that was the one fire, I, I did not expect the most. Like, I feel like fans are maybe a little less jaded right now as they were. I think we've learned to appreciate things a little more because of the past year. Whereas before, there were a lot of gimmicks, like especially like there were celebrities involved that would just get food to shit. Yeah. And it, maybe we wouldn't have got here because some of the angles they did to get to this point would have probably been booed to shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like some of the build. like That's one of the things we've seen with COVID where you're allowed, these things are allowed to happen because you have these pre-scripted yeah. like, you know, reactions from the crowd because they're, they're under the control. So you get the reactions that you want. Right. Whereas a lot of these angles might have got booed to death in a live audience. We may not even have got to this point. Yeah. But so then which is, the match starts and Damien Priest looks like he's going to start and he starts like bullying Miz into the corner and mm-hmm. Miz's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want him and points at Bad Bunny and mm-hmm. Damien's like, no. And Bad Bunny's like, yes. Or <laughs> C. C. And uh, Damien's like, okay, you want it, you want it. Went, let him come in and Bad Bunny made the Miz look bad. Of course he did. And until Miz and Morrison did tag team experience stuff, uh, cut the ring in half, you know, the fun stuff. Bunny sold. Bunny sold oh, so sold well. Amazingly. Bunny sold so well. He got so the, like performed the moves well. He did a he did the full uh, uh, roll up surprise roll up, but like the the fancy one. Yeah. <laughs> he he got the uh, he got the hot tag. Um, Damian Priest came in, did big guy stuff, and then they did like tandem offense. Like they, Bad Bunny hit a Falcon Arrow in tandem with Priest, and it, it was like spot on. It was spot on. He had like zero botches. I didn't see any botch. He was selling like he was getting hit. And he was taking some actual hits. You could actually see bruises on him and like yeah. red marks on him throughout the night from he did, like, him taking shots. He did dive from the top rope to the outside, which he did at Royal Rumble, so that was kind of expected. But the the highlight, <laughs> the highlight that made me pop. I mean, like I whole, popped. everyone pop. Commentators pop. Everyone pop. I I watched this alone at home uh, with the dog, and I popped and the dog woke up and you could tell he's annoyed with me but you know it is what it is he hit a bunny destroyer the canadian destroyer to join drip drip on the outside and like and even his reaction even sold it to the point i think everyone's reaction was mrs reaction of what just happened even damien priest's tag team partner was like what <laughs> like nobody no, believed this that was very AEW. It was like AEW looks at like 60-year-old men. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian Destroyers. Um, I love like how like, the Canadian Destroyer is like a, a wrestling meme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's just this ridiculous move. But like... Let's have the most unexpected people pull this move off. Christ, it was so good. Uh, but uh, here's my only issue with this match. Uh, yeah, when, I know where you're going. Whenever you have a celebrity come in, you do it to give the wrestler they're palling around with a rub. Uh, yeah. Damian Priest looked like a fool. Yeah, I, I don't know if he looked terrible, but he could have looked better. Uh, uh, he and... he looked like he was going to cost them the match, and to me, that is that should have never came close to happening. 
not against Miz especially in the fashion that happened, which essentially he was he was kind of getting his hot tag moment where he was kind of running wild, but Miz literally killed all that momentum and swept him into a skull crushing finale that was going to get the three count. Bad Bunny saved it. Bad Bunny once again made the rescue. So yes, it was absolutely. It it looks it it, it, it didn't do much for Damian Priest other than put him in a fun match that was remember, but you're not gonna remember the match because of him. Yeah, it, like coming out of this, it looks like Damian Priest needs Bad Bunny, not the other way around. And yeah, it's just kind of this is a scary situation where we could be seeing, like, we'll see. I'll probably be finding out as soon as we're done with this. Like, what do we do with Damian Priest on the on Raw? And I don't trust the people on Raw. I give him something to do. Where I feel I'm I'm sensing a big Keith Lee, you know, um, Alistair Black, yeah, Ricochet. It's just uh, placement for him. I don't see him getting a good treatment on the main roster. It, it's upsetting. Um, I I like Damian Priest. I like Keith Lee. As the uh, Rick, how hype was I over Keith Lee? Yeah. I mean, now we're seeing that he got injured, but like, still, you can see how they brought him in super hot, and then just let him fizzle. Like they do with all of them; they just don't know how to keep them in the conversation, and it's it's really it's it's, it's rough. I don't know. Like, AW has so much talent, but they don't make you forget about their talent. Yeah, and they're overstuffed on talent, and they only have one show a week that people really watch. So it's. It always baffles. That's like the biggest indictment I think on Raw is they have three hours to work with and they can't put people over. It's but SmackDown can do it in two hours and AEW can do it in two hours and they have AEW has a bigger roster than each of them individually. SmackDown and Raw yes. and, the, and even NXT. These two shows manage to get their people over in a shorter amount of time than Raw can get. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the second I see one of my NXT guys, like I, I swear, guys, like whenever you hear me talk about NXT, whenever I have time to talk about NXT, you'll hear how passionate I am about that show. Well, it's every like, NXT fan. That's, yeah. like, that's like the most diehard like fan base, I'd say. Yeah, of all of them, because it's kind of like the, you know, it is kind of like the indie. It's not like actually indie, but it's that thing where like you discover. Like, like that's like the thing with like music or like a video game. You find like this indie game that you love, like indie musician you love, and then mm-hmm. they go big and they kind of change their sound and you don't like it. That's kind of what NXT is, and that's where you love how it is. It's so pure and raw, and yeah. then it goes to raw. And another thing and it is like becomes this very homogenized, like cookie cutter version of it. And then they wonder why it's not working. They're like, they, like, they, like they blame the wrestler, like, oh, your gimmick doesn't work. It's like, no, you literally like defanged them. You like take off what makes it cool and edgy and mm-hmm. interesting Keith, Keith Lee's entrance got murdered they did that with all of them they came yeah. and, like, and that's the thing with NXT I feel like almost all of them get over with like great entrance things which is like a thing that was like when you like think of like some of the iconic wrestlers from like the 90s and like even like the 80s early 2000s like they have such like iconic music entrances and like Triple H has done such a good job with the NXT of doing that. They get like the, the I remember like the Shinsuke thing, like all of them had like some kind of gimmick going on with their NXT mm-hmm. music, and then they go up to the main roster and they never like play to that at all. I, I, there's a uh it was just like a small promo. It was uh, in between matches. Like it was back whenever Finn Balor not returned to NXT, but whenever he first came to NXT. Yeah. Where uh they were discussing his entrance and uh, it actually it showed Triple H 
walking down to the ring with him and like giving him pointers like this is where the camera is don't look at the camera look just above it like (laughs) that will legit make you look so much more badass and like whenever Finn comes down to the ring you can see he's usually looking the camera is low on him to show off his fucking 26 pack (laughs) (laughs) and he is uh, looking just above it and it does it, it looks so much better than if he was just looking down at it yeah that's what, yeah, and they, that's the thing you did Triple H. They, NXT makes everything look and sound cool. Yeah. Like, everything. I, I mean, cool they, had, they had Adam Rose as a gimmick. His whole gimmick was, I like to bring these party dudes to the ring, kick ass, and leave. Yeah, and they bring it to the main roster, and it's like, oh, we can turn this into a goof. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, we're, we're already, we got a lot. Of yeah, time we have a lot to go on still, so uh, fun fun match. Sorry, Damien. Hope things work out for you. Yeah, but exceeded expectations. Yeah. Uh, main event for night one, Sasha versus Bianca. And holy fuck, was this good. Mm-hmm. We both correctly predicted we're getting a Bianca win. Yeah. It's a smart move. Uh, but yeah, wow. What a... I, I, I don't know what to say. This is one of the best women's matches in particular what? in a long time. But it like really just... What was your favorite spot? Huh, what's that? What was your favorite spot of this match? I mean, I think the most impressive spot was still the the Bianca catching Sasha out of the ring for her suicide dive, turning it into a, a above the head press and walking up the steps and just like yep. the steps and then threw her in like holy shit! It was that was almost like visually impressive, yeah. but the whole match was technically like a perfectly wrestled match between these two. Yeah, um, it, it, like. No one looks bad in this. Like it's no. still highlights how good Sasha is, and Bianca is the next one. Like they should be pushing Bianca to the moon. As she should be, I think honestly the, the baby face face of female wrestling right now. Yeah, the, the woman's money. She's the, so goddamn good. The one thing I was going to say earlier was if Io Shirai came up to the main roster, that'd be interesting and that'd give them some much needed talent. But at the same time, with the two people, they just like Bianca just got a title. We'll talk about the other title later on. Uh, like, there's no... It would be a horrible time for Io to come up. Yeah. Which is like really a big contrast to what we just said about the uh, the previous NXT thing, where they've done right by the females, for the most part, they bring up from NXT. Like, not to spoil Night 2, but, like, it was between two... Like, Asuka got her name big through NXT. Yeah. She's been a mainstay of... like I mean, all of me, like, Sasha, pretty much all the main women were built up in NXT and they've used them to great. Even Charlotte. Charlotte yeah. was big. So, yeah, Charlotte, Becky. Sasha, Becky, they were all like Becky Lynch, uh, Bailey, Bailey, all of them. They were like NXT alums for the most part. Yeah. We're big there and they got over on the main roster using similar characters, but we can't seem to do this transition with the men at all. It's so rare. When, whenever, uh, or it takes forever. It takes like eight, like Kevin Owens, you forget was an NXT guy, but it took him forever. Yeah. So now, he, now he's a household name, but they didn't, it didn't, it's like, it, it wasn't like, Oh, it was, it clicked immediately. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause whenever Bianca is in NXT with her EST run and it's, I was like, this is a kind of a weird, I, I liked the gimmick, but I was like, I don't know if this will work on the main roster, but, they got they, it over. They know how to work the women a lot better. And it's a shame because the women don't gain enough time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, anymore they really have. I feel like the women's division has been so lackluster for the most part. 
you get like one good match like this every other pay per view. Yeah, like it's really. Like, I remember like a, like a year ago before COVID, like the women's division was like one of the best parts of WWE in general was to watch. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries and stuff too, though, to a lot of the major people. But they have you know, plenty you, of women that can move up the ladder. Yeah, but they already had these ones that were. They like they're built, they're made characters yeah. on. I mean, like, yeah, like Becky and Charlotte go away, and that was like, kind of their like cornerstones. But like uh, for for example, night two, there's a woman's tag match and uh, that's it that's, yeah, I mean, that's all the time night two gets for women I mean, we, we've spoken on how much just the women's and men's tag division are just fucking it's almost like a waste of time <laughs> yeah so uh, but uh, i guess we can wrap up real quick with night one what, do you, what were your overall thoughts on night one better than night two not to I mean, spoil yeah, what we're going to talk about more, but you know <laughs> here's the thing that's like so strange about this because i figured night, off, night one was a lot of fun like night one and it, the matches were longer they were better scripted i felt like because it's like i guess we'll get more detail here real quick but yeah like night I mean, one were the feuds i really didn't give a shit about yeah i didn't care about Strowman and shane i didn't care about the, the bad bunny Miz extravaganza no. uh, i didn't care about really too much the almost and new day feud. these were all kind of the more jokey weird ass raw feuds we've been dealing with for the last three months even though the bianca sasha build was it was awful. bad. We knew that one was going to be good. We yeah. knew it couldn't be bad. Uh, we knew like, the match was going to be great, but the build was awful. The, the, for the most part, this was Raw night. This is the Raw. Drew and Bobby did not get a good build. And it was the opener. And it's like, yeah, it's like, that's what I mean. Like, this is, these were mostly, other than the Bianca and Sasha, these were the, the Raw feuds. And yeah. the Raw matches, the Raw feuds, build-ups were far worse than the SmackDown build-ups. So I was like, man, eh, I don't know if, if this is okay. Maybe it's because I had such low expectations that's playing a part into it, but I still think legitimately these matches were better in a lot oh, of ways. It was a second women's match in night two. I didn't have wrote down. So I'm glad we, uh, ranted about women for a while. Go <laughs> oh, women. <laughs> <laughs> in positive way, we ranted about <laughs> needing more time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I guess we bring you on the at night two. Cause we're damn, we are a long time. Damn. I mean, we're, this is going to be a long episode. It is what it is. Um, Fiend versus Orton opens up. I guess so far we should also do our predictions. We are currently still you two to one. You're up to correct. I yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're about to tie really quickly though. Yeah. Fiend versus Orton. Cause there's, this is one of those things that after WrestleMania, we'll circle back to and uh, talk about, I guess. Cause mm-hmm. like, uh, there's, I don't know what to say. Uh, this everything about this is questionable. A, first of all, there was an actual just straight up exhibition match, one on one in the ring. No tomfoolery, no shenanigans. It was just Bray Wyatt, the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Bray Wyatt no longer burnt. He went through a magic tunnel and uh. Yeah, I mean, it starts out. We get initially we get Randy Orton's in white going to the ring, and we get uh good entrance. Alexa Bliss coming in with a giant Jack in the Box uh, that she then don't know how it got there. I don't know. Yeah, they're doing. They were doing a lot of shenanigans though for this being a live crowd. Like their camera angle crew was on their on their game. Uh, but after she initiates the Jack in the Box, we get a cut back to the Fiend literally walking through like the hall from that Puff Daddy video in '98, where he's like wearing like the the, the suits. And they're like floating and they're they're like, in a cheese grater kind of thing yeah. in the hallway. You know what I'm talking about. I, I can't 
put it any better than that. That's what it looked like. But then, like, he comes in and he's still, like, mangled fiend, randomly wearing, like, he had long hair, which he never has long hair. Uh, and he just transforms into the old fiend, but he's wearing a Kevlar vest, which I don't get why he's wearing it. But I think here's my, I have a weird prediction for this here. But it opens, okay. he's literally on top of the jack in the box, comes out, and he does the spot. And here's my prediction we're getting babyface fiend run. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, yeah. He does literally the Steve Austin clothesline off of the beer truck, but off of his jack-in-the-box and just executes this perfect lariat from off of it and clotheslines Randy Orton. It is Kevlar bet. He is playing to the crowd. He's getting hype. He's speaking as he, the He fiend. can speak. It's like gargled. I don't know what the fuck he was saying. You could barely make it out. <laughs> he's playing to the crowd. He's like, yo, yo, cheer type shit. Yowie also wowie. with the red, with the red, uh, red background also, which I didn't like the red aura. That needs to yeah. go away. Uh, and yeah, it just was a straight he up match. No selling everything. Doing his no selling thing, but he was still more a more energetic, more hype fiend in a Kevlar vest, and him and Randy just doing their thing. And uh, I, I then Alexa Bliss comes uh, out that, of the Jack in the Box, uh, dressed as Senua from Hellblade Soul Sack, and <laughs> from uh, that game, yep. uh, and just all pagan up with like a bleeding head yep. wound. Yep. Uh, the Fiend, as like all wrestlers do, get get distracted. But to be fair, to that's be fair, way more distracting than like MVP. Like, hey, I mean, <laughs> or, like a dude, or the guy with your yeah, she, opponent who's talking shit. She kind of reached out, and the Fiend kind of reacted like it was Paul Bearer with the urn. Yeah, like he like she wasn't supposed to be there. Like 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 she was betraying him. Was like his thing. Like, what are you doing? And then just he eats an RKO. And he's back to being the eater of pins, apparently. And then they stare each other down, and the lights go out. Yeah. Like, we... You would think this would have been, like, a settle to the feud, or, like, something big would happen. Now, it's just like, I gotta watch Raw and figure out what the fuck is going on here. I have so many questions. So many questions. I I thought this feud couldn't get any more convoluted. And I they can make it more convoluted. I don't know if I will get answers at this point. Like I don't. At this point, I don't think we're ever gonna get answers. Bro. I don't even know if the people writing the story know what the answers are. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> what a what a way to set the tone for the evening because it kind of did follow this sort of tone. It did follow lot. this tone. As up next, we had the women's tag team match. But also, I'm tied now because I was tied. I predicted this tomfoolery because, yeah bullshit <laughs> um, yeah uh so yeah we get the women's tag naya Shayna, boat mean it's <laughs> it's what rick and i said was gonna happen what more can i say no uh to me, and nia, nia jackson win against whoever won the tag team tournament uh tamina got a good pop yeah, it's one of those like random pops of the night. Whenever she got the hot tag, people went nuts. They like nobody meaner than Tamina. Uh, Nia Jax sound bit of the night. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the <laughs> was John King Kong bitch. <laughs> she was cussing up a storm in there. They couldn't even catch up the uh, yeah the editing the, uh, the editing crew was okay. struggling. Which. I, I, I'll lump this match in with uh, my sentiment from the night before. I expected nothing from this match, and it was okay. Yeah. It was um, more entertaining than I expected. A very small gripe I have is uh, 
it's WrestleMania. Why are we censoring? Yeah, it's a pay per view. That's the whole point of pay per views. You can say what the fuck you want. Yeah, get the peacock. You're fired. Yeah, what the hell? It's peacock? been like two weeks. Um, there's not too much time we need to spend on that match, right? Nah, we can skim as much as we need to. Here. Yep. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. this is where things get a little confusing for me because no place was put in the match car in order. So let's jump to Riddle and Sheamus because that's what I think was next. I can't remember. I feel like it was later in the show, but at this point, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Once again, we correctly um called this one. Sheamus is the new United States champion. Good for him. Uh. This match also followed what is going to become a... We haven't really got to yet, but I will get to here. The theme of night two was rushed finishes. Yeah. Weird. Like, these matches had a good... Like, I wouldn't say this match had a good feud, a good build-up. It was another Raw match. But there was potential for this to be like a really like, all-star night, all-star match. And the, the it build. was good. It was really stiff. It was really... Uh, oh, it was stiff. It highlighted the two guys. It wasn't a bad match by any stretch. We got some um, color in this match. Real color. Not Alexa Bliss color. Yeah, Sheamus was fucking crushing Riddle's face on multiple occasions. Yeah. Because um, that, that last bro kick caught him right in the lip. Riddle's got some pretty good blood going. Yeah, like he just, I think both, I think that first knee too where he springboarded and got hit with the knee. They both just like he, like he just straight up kicked him in the fucking face. Yeah, <laughs> both of these. Uh, we had the botch spot where he went for the uh, Irish curse off the top rope. Almost thankfully, it didn't work because <laughs> <laughs> he might have actually killed him. Yeah, I got a little sketched out uh, on that. One. And then he he looked like he's like I'm gonna go back. Nah, fuck, I'm just gonna drop him. Yeah, he's gonna try and go back up. And like, no, 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 don't, don't. don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, fun match. Sheamus got the win. We expected it was weirdly short, but yeah, yeah. I got nothing really too much else to say on that one. Yeah. Uh, where did you think it went after that? Because uh, this is where I have the order messed up. Um, I want to say um, Zane and Owens. Was that that early? I thought that was like the cooldown match before the... It was either that or the Apollo Biggie match. It was one of those two. Well, let's let's cover Zane and Owens first, and we'll go to... It doesn't really matter. Order. Uh, so Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in the seat by the next by the ring, in the hot seat. Yeah. Uh, not long enough. Back to my theme here. Night two matches that could be like show stealers getting and had decent buildups, getting no time, but the matches that had terrible buildups got a lot of time. No, weird. yeah, no, uh, it, it just, it did not go long enough. Uh, it's weird, it was the night without a rain delay. There was no rain delay that put him back 45 minutes. But night one, they still gave everybody extra time. What, uh, the, Michael Cole botching all the moves, names, <laughs> um. They were doing too many, uh, crazy moves for Michael Cole to pick up on. Yeah. Uh, similar to the Sheamus Riddle match, this match was stiff. Very stiff. It was, it right. was uh. These two they, are good friends. They crammed a lot in, in the very short time. I'll give them that, but there was just no dramatic tension in these matches. They've been, uh, yeah. That's that's the issue with when they're too short because there's just like there's no, there's no false counts. There's no there's no tension. So it's just like a straight up match. Bam, bam, bam. It's done. Yeah, uh, night two. Like we, 
the reason we aren't touching about night two as much is because there is literally not as much we can touch about on. And we weren't shocked by much of it. That's what I mean. Like this was very. I mean, I can't say we weren't shocked. I mean, the Fiend match was inherently shocking. You don't know. What the fuck. Like, it's just weird because night one, I think, just exceeded my expectations so much, and I just thought, oh, night two is going to be an absolute fucking banger because I want to see these matches really bad. Yeah, and, and night two just kind of rushed. Weird. It's just weird. Yeah, uh, but like, it's not a bad match. Like, there were some cool spots, and we get the pop. Of the, like, but it just ended with like literally just a super kick and a stunner in the middle of the ring, and it was over. Yeah. Um. KO won. Yeah, as we both predicted, which, yeah, I didn't see any world where we'll Zayn won this time. Yeah. But. Uh, he stunned Logan Paul. Uh, well, everybody's happy he stunned Logan Paul. And, I uh, missed that side bet because I, I called that Logan Paul would punch Zayn. He pushed Zayn. Zayn did get lit. Like, it almost went the way I thought. Zayn got lippy with him. Yeah. He shoved him. And then he tries to uh, pal around with Kevin Owens. The crowd boos. And Kevin Owens, the man of the people. So he gave old Logan Paul a stunner and he sold it like The Rock. <laughs> no, he's actually he sold it more like Vince McMahon back in the day where he just kind of fell down and shook. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of shaking last night. Yeah, we'll get selling. to that. I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess next we could go to go to Apollo and Biggie. I think that preceded the women's match. Yes. Yeah, we can do that. Um, and this is where I tell you. The, yeah, the, no, this is where I beat you. This is where yeah, I this where, you. This is where you passed me. Uh, this, yeah, this, I do with the fiend. This is a big old fuck you to me. I called this crazy. Um, although this this was also one where I took Big E to be interesting and never tried to be interesting, folks. As it's going forward, I think, <laughs> I think we should probably do this for like pay per views going forward. Try and do like predictions. Yeah, we need to like write them down. We'll and, see what our strategy is. Yeah, maybe just write them down beforehand and then reveal them. Commit to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, because whenever we're doing them live, we, we try and make it too interesting. I want to. Do, I don't want to be a contrarian. Then we get, at the end of the year, like maybe do some results and see who won the most or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, good match. Well, here's the theme. Not, good match. Not didn't as, last long. <laughs> not a single drum used. Not a single drum used in a drum fight. Um, Mostly kendo stick spots. There's and, a really good chair or uh, step spot. When Apollo Crews did like the Samoan drop slam thing onto the steps. Yeah, yeah. It was really and, good. Uh, uh, Biggie should have won. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all right with Apollo winning. And actually, no, it, it, it's literally Big E should have won because he had him set for the big ending, but then uh, some mystery man that we've never seen before in our lives, never, ever, don't tell me differently, Rick. He does, he's not real. Came in. Some gigantic man in a paramilitary outfit showed up and attacked. Looks a lot like a, a dude that went by Dabacado. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. We don't talk about I don't know this. who that man was. WWE's Twitter sold it. Like, who is this guy? Um, so, uh, yeah, it's literally. Yeah, uh, that guy totally wasn't in the place that we shall not speak, the shadow realm of the WWE. Yeah. It, uh, and, uh, showed up as a new character, apparently. Apparently, even if... Uh, which is strange, because uh, Ron and Shane were both associated with this place, but this guy... And, and this guy did come out to the ring. Yeah, he did, he did leave the shadow realm and come out. But we've never seen him before. Because he put on, he's quit wearing a wife beater and put on a military outfit. 
but yeah, so the implication here being now that uh, Apollo he also doesn't look Nigerian own... at all. No, 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 no. I don't think he's from Africa or any African descent. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, this the implication now is Apollo has his own Amos and is gonna. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I'm not gonna play too much. He's gonna go home to his five wives. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, it's, it's the theme of the night. Uh, great build, good chemistry, really rushed. Yeah, and so, not a drum used in Nigerian yeah. drum match, which is just baffling. Baffling to me. Very baffling. The uh, next is a women's match that I didn't have written down for some odd reason, but uh, <laughs> Asuka versus Rhea. I never want to hear Rhea's uh, theme song performed live again. Very similar to the uh, Ms. Morrison entrance. The audio was just not mixed correctly. No, it's not the same without screaming. It wasn't even the scream for me. It's just like you couldn't hear the actual music. All you heard was her vocals. Yep. Like you really didn't hear the guitars or drums or anything. It's just like her voice singing a screaming section of a song over muted instruments yep like it just wasn't it wasn't hitting it wasn't hitting the way it needed to um yeah but but <laughs> but great match yeah and this it's was like these two former nxt champions really know how to wrestle and they and they gave it time didn't fuck it up yeah they gave it time Rhea looked like came out looking like a million bucks getting the victory and it kind of seals her as a you know top position on the main roster and she can be a superstar if they continue to treat her properly oh what's uh, i want to take a side bet here how long till she's embroiled in the tag team feud <laughs> six months <laughs> i'm gonna say tonight her and oscar versus naya oh Jack no don't don't do that don't give me that's right so what's gonna happen tonight not the champion uh, I can't. I'm calling this. It's going to happen. Fuck. Because nobody right. can beat them. No, it hurts. Nobody's going to beat Nia Jax and Shayna. Why not have hurts. the new one? You're right, though. Like, what else are I going to fucking do with them? Side note, I have the Rhea Ripley haircut. <laughs> it looks better on her, for sure, but... Yeah, I don't want to be partial, but... <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It was just a really solid match. And... It, it, it was what had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Rhea healed it up more than I expected. She she is a uh, she's interesting because um, she is a face, but she is bigger. She's a bigger woman in the division, um, and her whole thing is that she is brutal. Yeah. So I mean, it, it comes yeah. off very heelish, especially against Oscar, who's kind of like lovable Oscar now, as opposed to like. Like Nobody ready for Asuka. Yeah, not, she's not the, the killer Asuka she was back in the day. So now she's like lovable Asuka. So like her like being a complete brute to Asuka kind of just puts her off as a heel. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, at the same time it. though, Asuka's not a heel. This was just like a face first face. Kind of tweener. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, like a face with an attitude. I think, yeah, I think Rhea is a, um, I, I'll do what I need to do person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very Kevin Owens-esque. 
very Kevin Owens, John Moxley kind of thing. Yeah. That stone cold, kind of that Stone Cold anti-hero type thing. Yeah, so give her like, give her two years and she'll be carrying around a plant named Mitch. It's, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's all we got. That's, I think enough on that main, one. Main event? <laughs> Let's go to the main course. Edge Let's War White. The, what's that? Edge War White. And he totally trolled you. He that's did. what he got. Vince trolling the smart marks. He knew that's what he did. Yep. You were sold. You thought it, 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 we were both wrong on this one. We were wrong. Well, we were wrong. Reason. I was glad we were wrong. I, well, that's the thing. To I'm, an I'm extent. Very, I'm conflicted. Like I said, I finished a lot to talk. As convoluted as the buildup was, I think the ending has... I don't, it was a great match. Holy fuck, this is a good match, I think. I actually want to go rewatch it, like, alone. Like, you know, in a... Yeah. To reevaluate it, but this was like a, I feel like a classic match. This is a really well done, really well done match. Um, yeah, uh, I don't even know where to even start with it. Like, I mean, spoiler: Roman won. Roman retains. Roman did Our just win. DB Roman destroyed. Yeah, like emphatically won this match. Like uh, he pinned them both. That's the shocking part of this because, like, up until this, what was our big build like two weeks? Like, oh, this is going to be like an epic, like, thing. This is going to go on for like three months. This is going to be a big, like, they're probably going to trade titles and, like, be this big thing. And by that ending, it almost signifies it, like, no, this is done. Yeah. It, it had, like, I don't, I don't know how you continue. I this. don't know how you continue this is exactly the words I was looking for. And I mean, it's just kind of like Roman, my tribal chief. We uh, Everyone should acknowledge him now. Oh my God. They probably cut afterwards. Yeah. But, uh, he did what he said he was going to do. Pinned them both. Uh, is let's walk through this real quick. Yeah, I mean, let's try to. Yeah, there was so much shit went on in this match. This is like old. This is like Attitude Era booking. <laughs> like, Man. there's so much shit going on in this match. Um, God, I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the uh, my correct call of uh, they speared each other. They did. He called, and you called it right before it happened too. Yeah, I the, uh, the second Roman. the second that Roman Edge uh, start like took care of Daniel Bryan, I was like, yeah. So they're gonna spear each other, and they do. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they execute it like it looks awesome. They it, execute it perfectly. It's really good. Like there's a way. There's a lot of ways that could have looked bad or looked cheesy, and they made it look like it really like they like a car crash. And it was really good. Yeah. Um, there, and I guess one of the things there's a lot of Jey Uso involvement in this match. Like, and they don't even hide it. Like as soon as the bell rings, he's attacking Edge and DB until Edge finally has enough, gives him a big ass DDT Edge on kills the. Him. Just murders them. Just DDTs them onto the steps. I believe. He gets uh, taken out. I believe the Edge DDT is called like Executioner or something like that. Yeah, yeah he gets used as yeah, a finisher back in the day. I think. Yeah, you you get a special name if you're Edge. Right. Everything had a. I think everything <laughs> had like an yeah, Edge. Yeah, I guess um, it's name back in the day. I think he had a submission with like the Edge name in it. Um, uh, I forget. I think you're right though. I might need to. Look I think into he had that. a few. I think he had a few names of like moves. Like his whole moves that had like <laughs> his carry, name. Carry, uh, carry on. I need to find his finisher because I, I, that's. Uh, but we had everything. We had a table spot. Uh, DB getting put through a table by uh, our tribal chief. Um, we had the spot where Edge goes crazy. He's going to start using chairs. He wants to concerto everybody. 
um, gets Roman into his like crossface uh, submission hold. Even uses like a bar from the chair to choke him with it while he's doing it. And then DB joins in, throws him also in a crossface with his other arm. Uh, so at this point, it's like literally removing the ability for Roman to submit, but they're just inflicting pain. But then they, these two can't coordinate. They hate each other so much they start headbutting each other like like rams while they're choking Roman <laughs> to break it up in one of the most ridiculous spots ever. But it works so well. Did you see the uh, like tweet I retweeted? Um, it was uh, like whenever two people are arguing in your comment section and you're just on your meme. It was no, Roman in the double submission. They're just headbutting each other. I don't think. No, it's, did you post on your page or the heads of the table? It's, it's my page. Which everyone needs to go follow the heads of the table. At, at table heads. At table heads. Uh, we're going to try and keep uh, keep your our wrestling meme going there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, any other highlights you want to put on the spots before we talk about like kind of like big picture? Uh, no, but I will say real quick that was called the Educator. Okay, I knew it. I knew there was something like that. He also had Edgematic, which was... Uh, Edgematic's what I'm thinking of. Was it like the face slam thing yeah, he did? Yeah, it was like a reverse face slam. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Where you're like, yeah, you get behind him like do like the drop. Or yep. like, do it, spread his legs and yep. drop their head. That's Edgematic and the Educator was submission. Yeah, I knew he had a bunch of them, but uh, yeah. yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, But yeah, the results when we get then is... uh, Yeah, it's finished up with the dual concertos, if I'm correct, after uh, Jey Uso runs interference... After uh, Edge, yeah, Edge kills DB with the uh, concerto, goes for Roman, but Jey Uso comes back to life and stops him. Yeah, and then uh, Roman with the spear, and then finishes the job, and then tosses Edge's crumpled body onto DB's already dead body and pins them both in pretty decisive fashion. Fashion there, man. I got another Yeah, um... as we said, I don't know how. This this completely blew up our prediction of DB getting the big win, pitting them against each other, and then the yeah. the only the only real disappointment here is when whenever Jay Uso came back, I thought it was Jimmy at first. Yeah, I would have been cool if that happened. I think that would have made that better. Yeah, if we had a worth of like, oh, oh shit, it's Jimmy. Uh and yeah, like the only really argument that I guess they could use, like, but I think it's just gonna fall on deaf ears and not really matter. Is like. You know, you, you can complain about Jey Uso's involvement, but it's a triple threat match. There's no DQ. They could have found a way, like, maybe put the stipulation of, like, barring him from ringside. Like, they should have maybe thought of that ahead of time. <laughs> because, like, every feud of Romans, Jey Uso's involved. So, like, at this point, yeah. that should just be a given. And if Edge or... And DQ Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan knows. He watches yeah. wrestling. Like, yeah, so he should have maybe, like, got that stipulation put in there. Um... I mean, Daniel Bryan was pulling so many strings behind. Well, how could he not get Jey Uso banned? Yeah, so I think at this point, that's shame on him. So I feel like if him or Edge come out and cry about it, it's like, eh. Nah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> you should have um, thought about that one. <laughs> like we knew, it was pretty much fatal for like a two on, you know, it was like it was Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. We knew this from the start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Heyman, at a couple points, could have uh, came in there. Like whenever... Uh, they had the double cross face. They had the double cross face. He could have came in there and like hit them with a chair and been like, oh, I'm so sorry. And just and they kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if like Roman calls him out for that? 
<laughs> he's, like, he's like celebrating he's like but you didn't help me when I was in the jungle <laughs> I need I you die. to acknowledge me I wouldn't die if he does that he just punks out Paul Heyman um, side note your Roman voice spot on nice thank you I'm practicing um, here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get as jacked as Roman I gotta talk like him too uh, it's, but, I'm working yeah. on my Kevin Owens spot I mean some of us are different <laughs> we got different vibes, man. Different characters. We can't all be the same character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's all we can say about the actual match itself. But like, where do you think? Okay, I guess we could talk big picture about WrestleMania now. It's like yeah. So um, this is kind of what we were alluding to earlier, where we have a lot of fantasy booking to do. I, so we got so I, we're gonna give some here. Like I, I guess overall, yeah. Night one over like surpassing expectations, and night two really. Other than other than like the Rhea Ripley and uh, Oscar match and the main event, I thought it underperformed. Not that the matches were bad, but they were under my expectations. That's, night two, uh, like the word the word of the night for night two was rushed. Yeah, it just felt incredibly rushed. I don't know what that is, and uh, but I guess we can do that next. Like, what what would you say for if you want to do individual nights or all together WrestleMania? What was your what was your night? What was your match? Um, if you want to do night one, night two, I don't care. Or if you want to do overall, that's up to you. I I think the uh, yeah, let's the, the main event of each night I think was correctly predicted because they were the best matches of each night. I I would say. Um, I think easily for night two, one hundred percent, it was the triple threat match yeah. was the with match of the night. Um, night one's harder for me to pick, man. Like I really liked Bianca and Sasha, but I also loved Cesaro and Rollins, and I also loved Lashley and uh, Drew because I think that one just caught me so off guard. It was like such a shock to my system. It was, was. It was a really good shock. It was a great opener, but I I think whenever it comes down to it. Sasha and Bianca ticked all my boxes on what I want in a wrestling match. Yeah. And uh, they're just such high, uh, talent, highly talented performers that uh, it was just a, a treat to see how far uh, not only them, but women's wrestling has come over the years. Yeah, it's definitely a showcase for women's wrestling in WWE for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's not. I don't think you have a bad choice there on that one, but yeah, for sure. I, I uh, mean, if I were to pick the most fun match, I'm going to Cesaro and Seth. Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar for men. It's just two guys who are just so goddamn good in the ring, and they gave them time. Like, nudge, nudge, night two, what the fuck were you doing? How could yeah. you? Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, you can't get wrong with that. I think the main events were, were correctly chosen, and... Uh, so yeah, that's why I'd say. Also, minor thing that we left out night two: Bad Bunny's going on tour next year. He that's yeah, we did allude to that because we're like, oh, I hope Bad Bunny stays around. But no, we had a little promo ad video of uh, Triple H blessing him with a skull microphone to take with him on his tour for next year. Good for him. Yeah, now a Bad Bunny fan. <laughs> I probably still won't listen to this music, but you know, I like you know, the guy. I'll dabble, but uh. Yeah, I guess we could do some uh, what we think, like broadly going forward, what we think some of the where some of these, what some or some views we might get. And I guess the next pay per view coming up immediately is being dubbed WrestleMania Backlash. I'm they sorry, put, what they want to put Wrestle like we did WrestleMania SmackDown, 
they want to keep the WrestleMania. They, I, I, this is all Peacock stuff. I guarantee you, this is all for ratings uh, to try and drive people. But yeah, I guess they're attaching WrestleMania to Backlash. I hate this so much. Okay. I mean, I'm, I think Backlash is already problematic because it's a lot of times it's just let's do the same match over again, but That's, not as good. Yeah. We we can't do these matches again. They're... No, not this soon. That's the thing with Backlash. They do them. It's too soon. I think usually Backlash is like what like two three weeks after Raw. It's that fast lane issue, like where it's just in the fucking way, and it just overcomplicates some of these feuds. Which of these matches can we do again? Biggie, Biggie I mean, Cruz, because that had a uh, dude come in. Um... I guess, yeah, we could do, now do that feud in the opposite, whereas, you know, Apollo lost, like, eight times to Big E. Yeah. So that one naturally feels like Big. this is not done. Big E has to come back for it. Um, so they could do this one for, like, a couple pay-per-views, I guess, give Big E a couple chances of chasing. I don't want any of these again immediately. Not immediately. No, I want some of them again. Well, the ones I wanted I wanted to do was the the Roman saga to continue with DB and Edge. Well, yeah, that'd be... But I don't see that happening now. I don't know. Yeah, that's... With the way it ended, like, they can't. <laughs> like, I, like, yeah, because it would have justified it if DB won, but I don't think it. they can justify these feuds continuing. Uh, I don't know, but we'll see. That one I have no... I have no fucking... I couldn't fantasy book well, right now at all what happens. With- let's see here. Asuka and Sasha can use a rematch clause. True. Um, I wouldn't be shocked by that one. Biggie also rematch clause. Sheamus and Riddle. Riddle rematch clause. Uh, New Day rematch clause. Yeah, no okay. one really retained. I mean, Lashley, I guess, doesn't have to do a rematch clause. So no. we can protect and honestly, I hope they do that. I actually have a storyline where it's like Drew comes out tonight, like, "Oh, no, 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 fight me or whatever," and MVP is like, "No, we don't. We don't have to give you that match." Just because we aren't really a big hurt business anymore doesn't mean we aren't still businessmen, and yeah. we know that you lost. Yeah, We're you on to the next. Yeah. yeah, I hope that's how they do it. I hope they do it like that, and yeah. then they justify Lashley staying away from Drew for at least a, a couple months. Um, hold them off till SummerSlam. I, I mean, I wouldn't care if there's a match in between there, but I think they have a big put, uh, if they don't, they don't put the title back on McIntyre until at least then, if not like Survivor Series. Well, this Survivor Series. Keep, keep McIntyre towards the top, but like... But keep him chasing. Yeah, tell him it's like the best friends. You know, you understand, you lost, you gotta go back down to the bottom and work your way back up, except don't put him all the way to the bottom because... You don't escape the bottom of WWE. Hell, they can even find a way to have, like, uh, get Sheamus somehow up there and have him feud with Lashley for, like, a month or two to hold him off. You hurt my I don't friend. Want, I don't want to see McIntyre. Well, I could see him do something. Oh, Drew couldn't get it done. Maybe I can get it done. Like, he's yeah. on a hot streak, and, like, then he doesn't. But that holds that holds that feud and also keeps Drew from feuding with Sheamus again. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we, we can have Drew do something else. We can't. Uh, I'm. I'm just scared if Drew and Sheamus feud again, they literally kill each other. Yeah, um, I mean, those are gonna be good matches, but they gotta mix it up. We gotta do some new, fresh stuff. Yeah. Uh, my main 
prediction that I have coming up would be that uh like like I said, Pete Dunn, uh his current gimmick right now is that he is calling himself the best technical wrestler in the world. Yeah. And I think it'd be excellent for him to come to SmackDown. DB. DB. Uh, and that's something we have to take into account right now. This is one of the things that mixes up the the Raw after WrestleMania and the SmackDown is we do get these new surprises that can make new feuds appear out of thin air. So, so yeah, and that one for me, you know the NXT guys and who might be on their way up in that one. So you would probably know the feuds we could see there. Um, that is just like, I, if they don't do that, I think they're wasting do you think there's any chance once again I know you told me you disputed it before that would happen Finn lost do you think we could see Finn's return well the thing is he doesn't want to but wrestling's all about you know swerving people I I was gonna say the thing is um did Finn uh, we're going back in time here Finn was the first tactically the first universal champion yeah, he won that like then, four way. Then he got hurt and had to mm-hmm. relinquish it. Did he ever get it back? No. There's your story with Roman. Bring Finn up. I never lost the Universal Champion. Uh, Finn accent that I can't do because it's if very. It's he is now his like NXT character. That's fucking money, and I'm all about it. It's. I know you. He he'll pull one of his lines like. This is my new litter box. I'm going to poop in, and you are a giant <laughs> turd, Roman Reigns. This is like that that thing where, like, if you took like Roman Reigns and Finn from like that 2016, 2017, it'd be the worst fucking feud ever. But now, like three years in the future, it's like, oh wow, yeah, I want these two to fucking go at it and just Finn, be on the mic talking shit. If Finn comes up and keeps his Prince gimmick, I think that's a fire feud. So I mean I'm that's all I'm I'm for the both of them. I'm actually kind of excited I'm gonna go watch Raw and see some crazy shits popping off. Um <laughs> So let's address the elephant in the room real quick before we uh before we bounce. And I mean we do need to bounce. This has been a long episode. Mm-hmm. Uh where do you think Fane Dan Orton go? What was that? Oh where... Fane Orton? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck man. I you're really giving me a tall task to end up here in the book of that fucking this epic saga. This is like some uh I don't know, man. This I, this is like whenever Dragon Ball C made like a random GT that it makes no sense, but you wanna watch it because you're connected to the characters. You like the character so much you wanna see what they do, even though it makes absolutely it's just bad shit nonsense. And then later um, on we're gonna pretend it never happened, like it gets sent to Raw Underground. Well, the thing is, though, with the fees that they never forget, this shit is like, this is like the him and Randy feuds, like, technically been going on for like five years now. <laughs> well, if, if you could backtrack the Fee and Randy feud, like, that, that'd that be a hell of a YouTube video to watch. I know what you're talking about, but holy hell, that would take a whole, like, two weeks for us to make that this. That would take so fucking, the research alone would take us two weeks. Um, It's like, where do you go? Where, what is Alexa Bliss? They, they need to, here's my thing I hope they do old school Firefly Funhouse tomorrow night or tonight right now and Bray Wyatt 
comes back as his talk show host version of himself and literally just does some wacky goofy montage explanation of all this stupid shit and he just like right. and i think when he does that kind of stuff he can make it funny and it makes it like kind of like like fourth wall breaking and kind of meme and it like kind of brings you back and forth, like, oh okay i don't get it either but he kind of made it more digestible by doing it this way and maybe explains like he just comes in pretty much like, oh yeah you know he, he makes some kind of joke about the writers being kind of absurd he does some fourth wall breaking thing about the, how to explain this. Like I need to explain to me. Like I, need, I don't know how else you do it. I, I don't know how else you have. Does Alexa come out and narrate some weird thing and tell you about it? I don't know. Like I don't even like. If Alexa comes out, is she? What was that character you said? The Hellblade Wait. character. Yeah, she looks like the main character from uh, Hellblade: uh, Senua's Sacrifice. Yeah. So uh, if if uh, if she comes out, Hellblade. Or does she come out, um, Firefly Fun Funhouse Alexa Bliss? Or does she come out like, like old old gimmick Alexa, like cheerleader Alexa Bliss? Or do we have like evil Randy Orton come out and be like, oh my god, evil Randy? Find Orton. out like him and Alexa are in cahoots. What if evil Randy Orton? Oh my god, uh, I th I think that is the only way. Am I, I a fan talk. now? Are we excited now? I, if it's <laughs> Am I all Randy, of a sudden excited to find out what happens? I don't... Oh. Uh, I like... Oh, man. Evil Randy Orton would be quite the plot twist. If he... If, if like... If they somehow pulled it off that Evil Randy Orton put Hellblade Alexa Bliss out there, uh, which is official, her official gimmick title, um, and then... God, we can have... We can have him kill normal Randy Orton. Oh my god. Now you're thinking next level. Oh, there's... Alright, well... That's what I want to happen. I don't know, I'm excited to go find out now. Uh, let's let's do the... Let's wrap this bitch up. That's, what, that's, how long are we at? Uh, you know, like an hour and 35 minutes. That's not terribly longer than... It's like an extra... Yeah, 25. I mean, we, we could we could have gone for another two hours. But <laughs> then people would be like, Yo, that's a lot of fucking talking that we gotta listen to these cock... Talk, uh, yeah. These, these cock talkers. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to stumble over more words. They'd really struggle. Um, what are some main points that we want to hit on here? Well, if you've made it this far into this... Thank um, you. More, yeah, thank you, first of all. That's awesome. But, uh... Next, go follow us on Twitter. Table uh, You know, like, subscribe, follow, do all the cool stuff. Tell your friends, tell your mom. Tell anybody else that would be interested in our nerdery. Uh, but leave yeah. A, leave a review. I think that's a thing. I don't know. Yeah, sure. depending. I don't think, I don't think we are currently on iTunes yet. Uh, but yeah, that's like a big thing on iTunes. It's the review system. Um, I'll, I'll work on that actually. Check it on iTunes. Do do the do the things that you can capably do right now that we are on. But do that. But definitely, I'd say for sure get on Twitter so you can interact. If like we'd we'd love some kind of like fan engagement, like questions, shit like that. Yeah, uh, we we where we have a lot more time to sit down and think. Um, a lot less characters to type, but we can definitely spend more time on fantasy booking on Twitter than we can in the podcast. For sure. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I got nothing. Uh, look forward to next week. We'll get back to our regular schedule of hitting each show, spending at least enough time on each of them. Yeah. But I think we'll go forward with like whenever we're building up to a pay-per-view, we'll get our predictions in and we'll keep this going. I think it makes a, gives it a little something. So far, taking that 
taking that victory, taking that W for the wild weekend of the of the Immortals. Thanks, random guy from Who the past. Shall not be named. We have no idea who he is. Some random dude that is totally Nigerian. Totally. You can tell by looking at him. Okay, yeah. One, Before we get racist, let's get out of here. Once again, th- th- thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. Peace. Acknowledge us. <laughs>